Coming to you from the greatest city in the world, this is the number one showbiz podcast. It's Talk for Two. Here's your host, Matt Bailey. Welcome in, everybody, to a very special edition of Talk for Two. And thank you, as always, to our season sponsors, Axtel Expressions and the Tangent Bound Network. Just last week, the National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, the organization that handles the daytime Emmys, announced the nominees for the News and Documentary Emmys with the ceremony to take place right here in New York City in, New York City in early October. I am proud to welcome Senior Vice President of the Daytime Emmy Awards, David Michaels. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I am so great. I'm so excited to talk to you. First of all, uh, this might be a dumb question that you get all the time, but I've always been so curious. Television, arts, and sciences. What's the art and what is the science? (laughs) You know, that so far, so far precedes both of us. Um, you, you know, it's basically just the creative process. You know, I'm honoring the entire creative process of the uh, television industry, mm-hmm. which is, of course, expanding, expanding, expanding into more than just the television industry. But um, it's kind of a lofty phrase. Um, but I don't know. I think it sounds good, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and I'm curious about the history of the news and, and documentary Emmy specifically. This will be the 38th ceremony, correct? Right, right. Yeah, we do that every year um, in New York. From uh, the, the last years, we've been doing it at the beautiful Jazz and Lincoln Center. Um, gorgeous theater, gorgeous place for a little reception. Um, and I, I personally, you know, since it's not my show, you know, daytime is my show, but... Um, I really enjoy this. I mean, because when you when you see the uh, the presenters and the winners, you know, uh, different from the fact that on the daytime Emmys we have you mm-hmm. know very very talented stars and um, it's more of an entertainment show. I mean, here some of these winners are like actual heroes. They're the people who go to war and come back and leave their children to get a story. And so, I mean, the news world really fascinates me, especially in the current climate. Um, but it's, it's kind of amazing seeing these people and uh, meeting these people and watching them get their due. No, you're absolutely right. And that was going to be my next question. In this current climate, is it more important now than ever to reward good journalism? <clears throat> I think so. I definitely think so. Um, uh, be, because, I mean, there's so much good work. I mean, I'm from so many different sources. Um, I mean, the nominations fell out this year with uh, PBS leading. Mm. Yes, and CBS 48. right behind them. Yeah, and CBS right behind them. But um, if you you know look through the list, there's um, there are nominations for pretty much everyone, um, at, 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 you know at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know the uh, the cable news places and uh, and all of that. But you no, know, I I think you know like you said about the climate or I said about the climate when you see really good, honest, solid journalism, then that really does need to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. What is the Academy's grading criteria for good, solid journalism? Cause I think it could be the standard bearer for what we can look for. Well, you, you know, the, um, the Emmy, all the Emmys, the sports, the daytime, the news, um, are, are what we call peer judging. So it's only people who really know what they're talking about, who can vote on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
like in daytime, only the actors can vote for actors and only the directors can vote for directors. And here it's the same thing. These are people who are vitally involved in the news industry, judging the categories that they're not conflicted with. If that makes sense. No, that really that really does. And I'm just wondering if that judging is is harder because there's so much material. Is there? You would know this for for sure. But is there? There has to be more material. It seems like. Uh, that gets nominated and that gets judged in the news and doc category than in the daytime Emmy and maybe even all of the Emmys combined. It seems like there's more material just in this one ceremony than you see in a typical Emmy ceremony. Well, I don't know. They, I think they have a, a lot less categories than we do in daytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it's a little bit different because they don't do um, program awards like we do. Right. So a, a lot of these awards are for specific segments. Mm-hmm. So, you know, perhaps some of the stuff that the judges are watching is, is shorter because um, we don't do segments in daytime. We only do full programs. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. But but here, you know, it's like, you know, when you for a specific story, which would be a specific segment in the show, you can submit and you can be uh, rewarded for it, awarded for it. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to me, the different distinctions. Uh, you handle the daytime Emmy Awards. To you, what is a quintessential daytime television program? Well, it's hard to, to answer that only because we have so many genres that make up the daytime climate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, there's the soap operas, and now there's the, the digital soap operas, the web soaps. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know... But a lot of the categories are children's programming. Mm-hmm. Um, the culinary programming world has just exploded. Uh, talk shows are, you know, huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's probably quintessential programming in each of these areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, you know, and I think um, different fans have different favorite areas. Uh, with the soap fans, of course, being the most vocal and the most... Um, <laughs> rabbit oh yes <laughs> you know <laughs> oh yeah no that's great but you mentioned children's programming and uh, uh something like julie's green room on netflix comes to mind and and i'm uh-huh. curious if the proliferation of these digital platforms has made judging for daytime emmys harder or easier because now you're dealing with something that isn't constricted to the the constraints of time it doesn't come on at three in the afternoon clearly a daytime program uh what have what have the conversations been like inside the organization about including uh the digital media that has really become what we look to now well we did it you know pretty early on Mm -hmm. and we don't um except in the areas of the soap operas uh we don't necessarily uh separate them you you know you know what i mean um because programming is programming and since you know we, we do the daytime emmys which is basically for programming um that that's done by 6 p.m since that like as you just alluded to there's no time on the internet uh necessarily so we, we discussed with the other academy that does the primetime emmys basically we have to go by genre sometimes as opposed to time slots mm-hmm. so you know, and there's a definite style to certain daytime genres. Mm-hmm. And um, there are definitely some shows that could really kind of go either way, um, which is fine. They just need to make a choice. They can't do both. You know, they can't double dip is what we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's one of those shows on the cusp, 
they just have to decide which uh, competition they'd rather enter. Right, because the shows they actually submit they submit themselves. Is that correct? They uh, submit yes. for consideration. Yes. Um, I mean, it can be mo- most of the submissions come from the uh, production company or the studio or the network, um, but also people can uh, submit as an individual as well. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. The whole landscape of it is is so interesting. Why is it important? This is probably a question you get a lot, but why is it important to reward good creative work? Well, I mean, that, that's actually a good question. Um, <laughs> I feel, <laughs> I feel you know, one of the reasons we have so many diverse categories, I, I personally feel that anyone who is creating television product should be eligible for an Emmy in some competition in some way. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have the right to be honored. And it's really, um, it's just a, uh, it's an amazing reward. And number one, because as I said before, you're being given this award by your peers, mm-hmm. by, by people who, you know, this is not, uh, the fans have nothing to do with the results of any Emmy competition. Um, and that's why it's you know, so different than maybe the People's Choice Awards or, or something like that. Um, so sometimes a show that isn't necessarily the highest rated show will win as the best show mm-hmm. because it's about the quality. It's, it's about, uh, you know, it's not about ratings. Um, and um, I think it's just amazing. It's an amazing feeling mm-hmm. to receive one of these statues because your peers said that you were the best. Um, and I, I think it definitely is something great, you know, mm-hmm. for your resume and Absolutely. for your uh, IMDb. And I think people look at you and um, say, oh, oh, he's like a five-time Emmy winner. Maybe we should see him, you, you know. Yeah. So it, I think it definitely can boost your career but and, and boost your ego. And um, But it's kind of like uh, it's always nice. You, you don't do things to be noticed, but it's kind of nice to be noticed and nice to know that somebody gets what you put your blood, sweat, and tears into. Um, you're absolutely right and you 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 just said something that begs a question in my mind and I apologize I tend to ask uh, uh, questions that may or may not have an answer and this might be one that's harder to answer but you think about shows you mentioned that the Emmys one of the things that they do is they assure that shows it's not based on ratings so shows that might not have high ratings are are awarded for their rewarded for their quality why is that sometimes that really good shows have such trouble finding audiences what happens you know i you're right that's a very hard question to answer and you know i don't know that i have the answer but um you know certain uh there are certain shows that have more of a niche audience um mm-hmm. a, a more kind of concentrated appeal um it's very very hard to say because if, if you look at um if you look at the primetime Emmys, mm-hmm. the network shows get a lot less notice than the cable shows. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah, you know, I can't give you a reason for that. And, you know, we have some of that, too. Although I think we have more network involvement. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of cable shows are reruns during the day and their new stuff comes out at night. Well, yeah. And you know, so I can't really tell you why. Um, why certain shows are watched more than others or... Or what? I mean, because again, I mean, you, you know, someone will say to me, "Oh, I'm watching so and so; it's my favorite show." And 
I'll say, well, I can't stand that show. <laughs> you know, so it's just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's just like human nature. It's like what you like and what you don't like. You know, it's like if you like carrots or broccoli, <laughs> you know. Do you watch, do you watch a lot of television? I do. I mean, I have to watch a lot of daytime TV just to catch up with everything. Mm-hmm. So even when I go home at night, I'm, I'm watching the soaps or whatever on the DVR. And then, um, so I, I like to say that when I watch primetime TV, it's kind of like dessert. Yeah. You know, um, whatever I have room left for, just like when you, you know, are you going to have dessert tonight? And yeah, there's a lot of primetime stuff I love, but I, I just have to, uh, you have to come to that reality that there's only so many hours in the day. Yeah. What do you love about television personally? I think it's an amazing entertainment form. I think it's amazing um, that it, you, you get this in your own living room or, mm-hmm. or now, I mean, on your own tablet, you know, mm-hmm. or on your own phone. Um, television, and again, because it's so broad, um, it's kind of a smorgasbord. It's something for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's an amazing art form because it's right in your home. Mm-hmm. You know, it comes to you. You don't go to it. Um Although, you know, like very few things I like better in the world than going to live theater, which is a whole different experience. Absolutely. But um, but this um, this takes a lot less effort and money, and you know, <laughs> and, and it's available to everybody. You know, if you're not in a big city, uh, you get the same product that I get in a big city. Yes. Um, you know, which is not true, like with theater or with some you know other things. Um, so I mean, tell it's just so accessible, and it's so there's so much of it, and there's so many kinds of programs. Um, I think it's an amazing gift, you know, to give to the public. It really is, and I'll tell you this: I was a film and screen studies major in college, um, and I don't think there is—I I truly do not believe there is a better time to be studying this kind of thing that, uh, from a television perspective especially than right now because in my opinion, and I'm certainly not a professional like you are in the industry, television and film, they've leveled out you know, in terms of quality. And I think in a lot of cases sometimes TV actually surpasses film in quality because you can do so much more with the form of the, sto- with the storytelling. Do you think we're in a golden age of, uh, of television right now? I think we might be, we, and if we're not, we're, we're headed there, mm-hmm. uh, again, because there's just so much to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it, it, it's going to be interesting just to see where it all goes, you, mm-hmm. you know, because um, obviously the, the online stuff is the new frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you, know, you see so many different kinds of programming, you know, and as it's come into uh, daytime or wherever, I mean, um, we have some... Um, what we call interactive categories in daytime, and I, they have to be used too. And you, you know, all of a sudden that comes in like with virtual reality stuff now, yeah, and all different forms of things. And so it, it's unbelievable, yeah, you know. And I, I guess you know it's not that far in the future when everyone at home will have the capability and the equipment to watch stuff in virtual reality, yeah, you know, and it'll just be normal. Because yeah. um, right now it's like. Um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by it, mm-hmm. um, but it's not the norm, certainly, right. for me, you know, or for anybody, you know, you know. Well, I think with over-the-top platforms in general, there is going to come a time, and this is getting really techy, but there's going to come a time where 
because you, right now you have to subscribe to about 50 freaking services to get every you know <laughs> to get every TV show that you might watch on cable but it seems to be a preferred method because people can watch whenever they want. I think we're going to see, before we even see VR and stuff like that pro proliferate, I think we might see a streamlining of just how people get their television over the internet so that you're not, you know, paying for 50 million different things and remembering, you know, 100 different passwords. Right. And, you know, also like, you know, I joined Amazon Prime because I, I wanted to get free shipping on stuff that I ordered. Yeah. Without knowing that I was opening up this whole world of programming that's also, you know, given to me for being an Amazon Prime member. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, I, my gosh, I mean, I can't believe this, you, you know, and I finally started taking advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, Amazon this year in the daytime Emmys won a lot of Emmys. Yeah. Uh, for for some of their programming and it's only going to get bigger and more you know um so i mean to me that's such a treat um because you know aside from i mean my, my dvr is always in gridlock and exploding mm -hmm. but um but then to know that i also have like a thousand more choices i can watch for free it, it's almost mind-boggling you, you know was there ever a time um well, get your personal opinion on this because we are seeing the the conflation of regular TV being mixed in with pro with these online places that develop their own original shows. Was there ever a time where the Emmys uh, thought about having a separate Emmy, just like you do for the news and docs Emmy, regarding um, uh, Amazon, Hulu, you know, kind of like an over the top? Emmy, because that's the conversation this year when the primetime Emmy nominee, I know that's not you guys, but when the when the thing came out, it was like, oh, yay, network television is getting recognized again. Uh, I had more nominations, but it was still all of these platforms that had a majority of the nominations. Is, was there ever any conversation about separating those out into yet another category, whole ceremony? You know, yeah. I mean, there's always discussions about separating out um uh doing uh you know having to have more categories i mean in, in daytime we have 90 categories now um and we're going to have to add some for next year mm -hmm. um so um we've talked about all different kinds of ways of doing it um maybe well i, I mean i shouldn't even go into that but we talked about taking a certain kind of program making it a third evening hmm. um uh, because again, there's so much and there's only going to be more. Mm -hmm. uh, is that a good and, thing or um, a bad thing? I think it's a great thing. Um, but it does make our job harder, mm -hmm. um, dealing with this. Um, uh, you know, there, cause think about with our 90 categories, the amount of material that comes in and we have to vet every single piece of tape that comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not, not only just to see that it, fit to the guidelines but you make sure that it plays properly so it's a huge huge job uh, and 90 categories is a lot of tv wow. and like i said we're probably gonna have to expand it even further this year we're about to have um, a focus group in los angeles where we you know we get feedback from the community mm -hmm. about you know what they feel might need to change in the rules or the categories or what and then we're going to do another one in new york um, with the rest of our daytime community. Um, so, you know, I'm, I could easily think of 20 categories to add, but I just don't think we can add 20 categories. So, yeah. you know, again, we, we have to juggle how best to handle um, 
this changing industry. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, we will, and there's always a solution, but it's always a challenge. Um, but I think it's a good challenge. I mean, it's a much better situation than not having enough. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we are almost out of time. Before we let you go, we got to do a shameless plug. Uh, this Friday, uh, the the interview, the Facebook live stream with Tippy Hedren. What can you tell us about what's going to happen on Friday? Well, I mean, I've been doing a, um, this kind of happened by accident. Um, um, I always say that this, this interviewing on Facebook live is my new career that pays me zero point zero zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so much fun. You know, I've done it. Uh, I did it with the Captain General Hospital, and I uh, did one with Mario Lopez, and I did one with Mary Hart and uh, Carolyn Hennessy. And uh, they're great fun, and they're widely watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tippy is like our great friend. I mean, I, I'm excited about doing it with Tippy. I know her. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to be sitting there with a legend. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, really a, a legend. And, um, you know, that she is connected to the daytime world. She mm-hmm. spent um, some time on The Bold and the Beautiful some years back. Um, so it's just great fun. And what's great about these interviews, it's, it's not just what I want to say. Um, you know, we, we um, in real time, I'm sitting there holding an iPad and the fans are asking questions, which then I get to ask to her. And so it's a different form of interview, really, than any other kind, because mm-hmm. um, there's immediate gratification for the fans. Uh, and, um, it's just, I'm really excited about the one with Tippy because she's a fascinating woman yeah, she and, really um, is. you know, we'll probably get into all kinds of things, you know, with her, her work with the animals and, um, uh, just, she's Tippy Hedren. I mean, she's you, you know, so, uh, she, she came and presented for us, um, a couple of years ago at the, uh, creative arts awards, you know, where we give out all the technical awards mm-hmm. and the play, the place just went insane. Um, when she walked out there, um, you know, I mean, she's a legend. You know, we don't have that many legends left. No, we don't. We don't. You know, and uh, it's uh, it's great, and I'll look forward to it. Are you doing it in New York or in Los Angeles? We're doing this one in Los Angeles. Oh, cool! Um, Friday, and I, I believe it's at two uh, thirty Pacific time and five thirty Eastern time. But then it's always available afterwards on our Daytime Emmys Facebook page as well. That's wonderful. I'll be sure to tune in. Thank you so much, Mr. Michaels. That is it for us today. My thanks again to our season sponsors. Remember to follow Talk for Two on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and find out more from our show at talkfor2.com. Signing off, I'm Matt Bailey, reminding everyone out there to keep talking for two. You can hear more show business interviews with the stars at talkfor2.com.